This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. Welcome to another episode of the Busy People Podcast. Today we had the chance to sit down with Danny Yeager. Um, He is a CrossFit owner and we talked really about why the fitness community is a container to help you grow. And I think he had so many great things to share with us, especially just about your mindset, um, being kind to yourself and allowing yourself to figure it out um, and kind of what to look out for to, to help you get started on your fitness journey. So um, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you have any interest in doing CrossFit or not. It The conversation touches on CrossFit, but a lot of it is really just overall benefits of getting your body moving um, and, you know, whether that's in a gym or not in a gym, but all the benefits that, that really come with that aspect of our lives, which is fitness. So yeah, yeah, here we go. Welcome everybody. We are here today with Danny Yeager. We're very excited. Thank you so much for, for joining us, Danny. Um, I'd love if we could start off by you um, introducing yourself a little bit and maybe give us some insight to how you got into um, CrossFit. We know you're a CrossFit owner for uh, quite a few years now. Um, and what really drove you to start your own gym? That's awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Um, what got me into my own gym? Well, so CrossFit was something I, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a firefighter. And, uh, so I, I think that young boy dreams, there's a lot of bravado and a lot of self-confidence, but I realized that I needed to work out. So, um, I didn't find CrossFit via the fire department. I actually was doing the things that um, most young men my, my age were doing, which was like a lot of bicep curls and bench press and just a, a regular athletic club. And somebody um, had asked me if I wanted to try this thing called CrossFit. And this was way back in like 2005. And so I thought that he was kind of dumb. I was like, what, wall balls and ring dips? Like, this isn't going to give me big arms. Like, And so I did this workout and I was smashed. And come to find out that it was a pretty effective way of training, but um, nonetheless, I, I think fitness has always been—it's um, always been close, you know, for me. I, I think that I've always enjoyed lifting weights. I've always enjoyed uh, working out, and so when I was—I was younger, um, I everything was all about the fire department, and so I was a firefighter all through college, and then I graduated in two thousand and eight. Uh, while I was. So I was a firefighter from 2004 to 2008, um, just a small department, my university, and I had done some training and written some training for the department through that. Um, But when I graduated, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of jobs, and most departments were saying like, hey, um, we're, you know, fill out this application process, and right now we're in a hiring freeze, but when we get to you, we'll get to you. And so I had done that at all the major cities, um, but I'm also not somebody to waste time. So when I worked at the athletic club, I started working the front desk. And then they offered me a chance to teach swimming lessons, which I had been doing since I was 14. So I taught swimming lessons. And then they said, hey, you seem like you kind of know what you're doing with this fitness thing. Maybe you could get a certification to train people. And so then I started doing that. 
And so it kind of all just like fell into this place. And so I trained people for a number of years. Uh, and what I realized is um, as I got further and further away from the fire department, um, <clears throat> and I always say this like tongue in cheek, but I realized that the reason I wanted to be a firefighter is because I wanted to be like Kurt Russell in backdraft. I wanted to just be seen as like, great, right? This hero. But I think that, you know, the ego of that is, you know, really what drove me. What I enjoyed was working with people. And so um, I continued to apply to departments and I would get really, really close to the top, um, you know, preferred candidates. And then I, they'd say, hey, we got to go through this process again. So I believe the universe just kind of pushes you in the direction that you should go. And so if you listen to it, and so I uh, continued to pursue this, this thing that was um, training people in the gym. And, you know, at the time, CrossFit was definitely getting some steam. And I, I realized that, like, I just wanted to work for myself. Um, I was really appreciative of the, you know, the athletic club I worked at. I still, to this day, say working the front desk was probably one of the best jobs I ever had. Because when you engage with that many people all the time, you learn how to have a continued conversation. And if you can remember something about someone, their, their name, their daughter's birthday, uh, you know, what's going on at work. And you continue that conversation when you see them again, like, Hey, Mr. Jones, how's, you know, how's your daughter's birthday? And you can keep this thing going over and over. That's actually how you connect with people. People really, really value that because you're listening and you're paying attention. And so I think I really honed my skill of, um, of working and talking to people and being around people at that place. So fast forward to 2000, um, and I think it was like 2010, I started writing the business plan. 2011, we started running some classes. Uh, we affiliated officially with CrossFit in 2012. And here we are now. So it's been definitely, definitely a journey. I've watched it go through many iterations. Um, and I'm very thankful for what I didn't know back then, because if I knew everything I knew now, uh, I probably would have thought differently. But it's been it's been fun. Nice. Thank you. Um two things before we really get into this i love your backdraft reference because it's like one of the probably 10 vhs tapes that my parents had so i think i watched That's it like still great right 20 times at least when i was a kid <laughs> um and number two i also worked the front desk at a gym for many years so i i understand what you mean about like people really appreciated even if like we didn't even have at that time like scanners so everyone had a number they had to tell you their number even if I like memorized their number they were like oh my gosh how do you remember me and my number you know they were totally just, right. yeah so they're blown away that you have uh -huh. this ability to retain this information yeah, yeah totally um so it's interesting because I so I worked at a gym forever Victoria and I were both athletes we've said this before in other interviews I was a gymnast Victoria played basketball so we've been in that like group fitness you know mentality I actually work out at home now. Victoria does go to a gym, but neither of us, and I don't think, I don't think so, have done CrossFit. Yeah. So do you want to talk about like first why CrossFit or how CrossFit is a little bit different than other sure. just like community, fitness communities? Yeah. I mean, so one of the things I always try to tell people, I tell people two different things when they come in at like their first session. So I work with everybody one-on-one -on -one first when they come through the gym. So it's either me or one of my coaches, but we, nonetheless, I'm really going to have people go into a class. But the other thing, so, so there's that, right? The, the barrier to entry is really, really high. I mean, I, I think at this point in time, we can't deny that that's, that's a reality, but, um, 
the other thing is that I try to tell people that like, we're not fitness narcissists. So the main thing here is that people should move, right? You should find something that you can really gel with something that, um, that feels good to you, something that helps you feel accomplished. Um, but then I also tell them, but your relationship with fitness will change and your relationship with this place will change as it should. And more than likely you won't, there'll come a time when you won't be here anymore. And that's, that's what this is about. So like Kingfield is a path through on people's journey. Like, um, I, I know some businesses want to retain people and hold them on and build these just like really thriving communities. And, and we have that, right. And we've been, we've had times where we've been bigger, but I think if you have this detachment philosophy, not in a, an arrogant way, but one that really like embraces our time here, you, you really call to attention a couple of things, which is like, Hey, it's about you. And this is a partnership. And two, this place will teach you something. And once you've learned that, hopefully it's made an impact that you want to stay, but inevitably you're probably going to have questions about other things and your, your life's going to happen. And, and I think that that's super important to embrace because for me, it allows me to contextualize what this thing is. And that's really what my job is first is like, why CrossFit? Because you can go to the, the internet and get 15 different examples of what CrossFit is. I mean, CrossFit is ostensibly just, you know, Greg Glassman took different strength and conditioning movements, asked people to do them um, at an accelerated pace um, sometimes, right? And things that might not look like they pair together and for time or for load or for reps and all these things, and then put people together in the spirit of competition. That was kind of the first part of CrossFit. But what people also miss is like way back in the early days of CrossFit, it was also like go for a 10K run or, hey, you're just doing a six by three back squat. You know, as soon as it becomes a sport, people are trying to get better at the sport. They want to do more. And so we, you know, in opening a gym for CrossFit, I still believe it's the, it's the most efficient, big, largest bang for your buck in terms of fitness programs that there is, because we're going to teach you how to move and move well. And then you're going to do these things that are done in a really responsible way so that you can continue to go about your life. But the bigger thing is that everything that people learn here, the trick is, is like what I teach and the messaging that I bring here has really nothing to do with fitness. I mean, fitness is the entry point, right? But anything that happens inside of these four walls, if you're here long enough, you realize that it, it, it extrapolates out into everything else you do. So <clears throat> the next thing is, is, you know, I enjoyed CrossFit because it, it works, right? But I'm 36. So I started CrossFit, you know, I mean, a long time ago when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. So 18, 19 year old Danny versus 36 year old Danny, they're not, those are not the same bodies. <laughs> right? Um, I can't handle the same stress load. <clears throat> I can't, uh, I don't think I could train as frequent as frequently as I could when I was, you know, in my early twenties and, you know, but I know more and I, and I try to explain that message to people. So simply if, if somebody's saying orange theory versus CrossFit, we can't have a conversation about which is better, right? We can't have which is right, which is wrong. Um, because, the first part is that we have to acknowledge that getting people moving is actually the thing that we should support. So the second thing though, is going to be the efficacy of it. What I mean by that is, am I going to be able to adapt to a certain stimulus over time, which is in a meaningful way, if I'm doing, you know, 50 burpee broad jumps and run on a treadmill and then step up on a box and then do some, you know, renegade rows and then, you know, high five everybody, maybe, right? Versus if I'm doing like a linear periodized program, which is like, hey, we're back squatting for sets of three this week and we're pressing and we're doing some running, we're doing some jumping, 
we're, we're learning how to swing some kettlebells, pick up heavy things, we pick up light things, maybe as well, right? Um, but I would hedge my bets with CrossFit because I think CrossFit has a much more structured manner um, and it teaches people, I think, a little bit more in-depth skills that translate and will, you know, give people agency. I mean, when I was a trainer, I always thought, like, this is kind of a, it's kind of a hilarious gig because, like, if I do my job well enough, people should be able to do this themselves, right? They should, at some point in time, they should be able to manage this, this space that is the, the fitness environment. But that isn't the case, right? That isn't the case what happens. And so, you know, now with my clients – I, you know, I do a lot of personal training, but even with the gym, like I bet you people, if they're here long enough, they know how to put together workouts. They know how to interpret the information that they're feeling, that they're, that they're seeing. They know how to look at a workout and know how it's going to go down for them. Um, they come back because the group keeps them accountable, right? Doing something with people is a really powerful thing. Um, and it takes a special individual who can work out at home day after day, maintain intensity, see progress, things like that. But I know it's a little long-winded, but I think, you know, the evolution of it is that CrossFit works because it's it's set up in a way that is meant to drive people towards a meaningful adaptation, and it gives people the tools that they can um, ultimately, I think, live a very healthy life and be informed, and that's really what we're trying to do here. Yeah, that was a ton of info, but there were two things. Well, there's multiple things. I mean, it was great. I'm but sorry. Two- no, no, no. It was perfect. There's just like two things that I want to focus on if we can. One of those was talk. you said that people come in, you know, like everyone thinks they're coming in. They're like, I'm coming in to get fit or whatever, right? Like get stronger, mm-hmm. lose weight, whatever it is. But you said that there's all these other benefits and like skills that then they learn that they can take outside of the gym. So what do you think are some of those mean skills that are transferable to life outside of the gym that some of your your community takes away from well i think the one thing the skill i would say um that is most important because there's a lot but the skill is that we teach people we bring awareness around how you speak to yourself right so let's say that you and victoria right now are going to run a mile for time right you guys are going to race right now no warm-up just go At some point, minutes into that endeavor, there's a conversation that's going to happen, right? And it's going to be very loud and it's going to be very unique for both of you. But inside of that, the way you speak to yourself is first going to be taking stock of like your current performance, right? But that, you know, how am I feeling? Okay, what do I want to accomplish? Is this stupid or not? Yada, yada, yada. But nonetheless, the way that you speak to yourself that voice is exactly how you speak to yourself throughout the entire day. And racing a mile for time, cold, no warm-up, is really no different than like a really stressful uh, event at work or something that's going on with family or other things. Same voice, same voice carries. So what I try to tell people is if you can recognize how you speak to yourself inside of a workout, right? Meaning that if you were at that moment where we're like, hey, I might want to stop, I might want to scale back. If you can just capture that moment for a second, Tell yourself that you're okay and get comfortable there. That is the skill that will translate to everything else because you'll recognize that like if I'm doing something hard, which is yard work, or I'm, I'm managing something at work that is stressful, I'm working with somebody that's challenging, you have control over how you think about that. And the way that you speak to yourself is going to be the way, is going to be how you show up. And so I think that helping people contextualize moments, helping people contextualize what intensity is, um, those are really powerful things because that, you know, the barbell teaches you a lot, but nonetheless, the thing that we're trying to do is figure out how to live this life and 
not explode at any given moment, right? Not not feel like we're fried, not feel like we're you know insufficient and all that stuff. And that's really what you teach people um, inside of fitness. Because you know, I was I noticed a few years ago when I was just watching class, and I was like, the, you can just read people's faces, and if you've coached people, you can, and you've coached athletes long enough, you don't need words. Just watch their face. Like you understand what's going on. And I was like, oh, everyone's having this internal conversation with themselves. And and this is a very, and like, this is being generated through movement and it doesn't need any words. And so I think that like the three of us could work out together and we could have a unique experience, but we'll have three very different conversations, but we will have felt something universally um, that is hard to replicate. And I think that that's really the, the skill that we teach people. Everything else is kind of ancillary, right? We can talk about you know, technical stuff that happens with fitness and, you know, but that would also be pontificating that my methodology is better than, you know, the other methodology where just like, look, if you learn how you speak to yourself and you can control that, you, I think will level up very quickly. Did you learn that idea from someone and and you brought it into your CrossFit or is that just from years of experience? I humbly say no. Um, I mean, so I've been teaching breathing for a number of years. Uh, so I've, I still work with, uh, with shift and Brian McKenzie. Um, so I've been traveling maybe 2015 or 2016. I've been, you know, teaching seminars. Um, I've had a pretty colorful life that's brought some, some influence prior to this. Um, but so I've been teaching breathing, been teaching CrossFit. Um, I've been trying to learn how to communicate, really, really um, complex things in simple manners. And I think that part of it was I'm interested in myself um, and how to become, you know, it's everything in my life's more efficiency, right? So this is hilariously the Busy People podcast. And I think the people that are busy, right, are trying to accomplish a lot of things with not the least amount of effort, but the right amount of effort in the shortest amount of time, right? And like my life's about efficiency, you know, and I think that I probably came to this realization through teaching breathing, um, writing workouts for people, um, owning a gym. My wife is probably my greatest teacher to date. She's just like, she's my favorite person in the world, but she keeps me very accountable and she asks um, great simple questions of me. And uh, she also doesn't think that I'm awesome. So I don't believe my own story, right? Which is great. Um, But nonetheless, I think that for me, I'm also just a really deep thinker. I can't not think. Um, so yeah, but so I, I would say that that this idea of what I call the conversation is uniquely mine. Um, but I, I'm just putting words to something that we're all aware of. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's something that, you know, I have coached too, and that's what I t- like teach my gymnast, but yeah, it's like putting, you're just putting it in a nice package with a bow. But I love it. I mean, it's really, it's such, it is the most important coping skill, I think, right, to take with you. So that's awesome. Um, The other thing you talked about was just the importance of movement in general. So, um, I mean, obviously in CrossFit, you're, like you said, you're focusing on all these different skill sets, but why is movement so important? Or do you want to just speak a little bit more to that? Or what else do you teach in your gym regarding movement that maybe isn't like so specific to an exercise yeah i think the the first thing that um movement does for people is like movement empowers us all to um to have agency over ourselves, right and so if you think about you know um like i my son my 
I have a, two boys and my oldest is almost five. And we put, he's in gymnastics, he's in swimming, he does a little bit of soccer and he's in jujitsu. And I've had more parents ask me why he's in jujitsu than anything. And I think one of the things that I value about any movement practice, this one in particular, is that he will ha- he will be put into experiences that um, are really hard to replicate outside of being on the mat, right? But he also will have to think his way out of those experiences. He'll have to he'll have to wrestle with the emotions of feeling helpless. He'll have to wrestle with the emotions of feeling very powerful. Um, he'll have to learn how to respect his body and other people's body. It's just that there's a lot that comes with with that practice. People, I think, just have to accept themselves, right? And so they just have to learn that, like, hey, this is what I'm capable of. Whether that, you know, and this is who I am. The closer I get to accepting who I am and recognizing that, um, I think the faster um, or the easier the process is of finding what works for you, whether that be CrossFit or running or triathlons or Pilates or yoga it has to align with who you are currently. Um, and so I think that that's, that's a big piece in terms of, you know, discovering or, or finding something that sticks. I think that's so great. I mean, you're really having like a lasting impact on that person, you know, in the gym and outside. I mean, I've had a complicated relationship with fitness on and off for most of my life after, you know, being an athlete and then stopping playing, you know, a, a team sport. It's like, okay, what do I do now? And for a long time, I didn't do anything. So there was a period of time years ago, I was getting back into it after like five years of not working out. And I had recently had surgery and melanoma. So it was like a whole thing going back into the gym for me. And I took a spin class, like an advanced spin class, like a dummy first time back in the gym. And it was a 45 minute class, 30 minutes in, my body was like shutting down. I was like, I, I have to leave. The, the instructor got up and completely shamed me in front of the group that, you know, I, I can't help you if you leave now. Like, there's nothing anyone can do for you. Like, I hope you're proud of yourself kind of thing. And it was the worst experience ever. And I didn't go back to that gym or a gym for a while. So, like, obviously that was years ago and um, I worked, <laughs> worked past it. But I think that, you know, people don't realize and just you acknowledging that as a gym owner and that people have so much other things going on outside of their life. And hopefully they're using this to help their life. And even just, you know, and I hope, I know our whole conversation is about how important just movement is just getting in there and walking in the door sometimes is really hard for people to, so to be able to acknowledge that and to show up for each person individually, I think obviously that shows some of the benefits of a community and having a coach and all of that stuff. So I love that. Totally, totally. Well, and I think that, you know, we can embrace like the, there's nothing wrong with the David Goggins approach of like, cause that his message speaks to a certain population that needs right. that. Right. But there's other approaches, which some people just need like permission to be like, Hey, just move for 20 minutes. And I think that the argument is that the David Goggins approach or the move for 20 minutes, the, the only thing that makes those two things difference is degrees of intensity. They're both trying to do the same thing, which is like, just, just do. Right. And, and I think that that's going to be a big thing is like, just if we can get on pace to do some stuff, right. And not, um, not judge ourselves for not doing, you know, not completing the workout or not lifting or not lifting legs. Like if you can just remove that because that's not helpful, that's like recording a score every day. Um, I think a lot of really cool things can happen, but if you're, comparing yourself to what you think you should be or someone else, this is going to be tough, right? Yeah. And probably like, 
we're all going to be ready for the Goggins approach. Like we are not. (laughs) No, no. No, And I would argue that David Goggins probably had many days where he needed a David Goggins before he was David Goggins. Right. 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 And like, um, but so I, I would also say that that character that he is, is only is the result of many days of not doing things. Right. Yeah. Good point. I'd like to hear his rebuttal on that, but you're probably right. No, I've listened to a lot of interviews with him and he's, he does admit, I mean, he, yeah, he went through a a journey too. So totally. Yeah. Um, so this has honestly been really inspiring, motivational. I think the, our listeners will take a lot away, but is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to, you know, touch on or leave our listeners with? No, I mean, I think part of it is just, uh, maybe just, to remind people that they can just get, just getting started just means just making a decision, just do something tomorrow. Right. Um, and it does, you don't have to, you don't have to compare that to what somebody else is doing. You don't have to make a big proclamation that like, you know, all of a sudden this is, you know, the most important thing. And, you know, it's like it, it de- degrees of um, significance are only what we make them. Meaning like the only difference between, CrossFit or Pilates is, I guess, how you view it. Both are both are important, but neither is neither is better. And so, um, to simplify that is, I think, important for people. And then, if you can do that, you'll probably be surprised about what you're capable of. I'm I'm glad that you brought up too, just for people to find a place if they are doing, um, you know, working in a gym, working out in a gym that makes them feel supported and a coach that makes them feel supported um, and comfortable because that is really an important part of working out. Like no one should ever feel like Victoria felt when she was in that spin class. And like, it is, is, you know, you're, when you're trying to make a change for yourself and then someone like holds you back right away or pushes you down, obviously there's so many, so like you said, there's so many good gyms and like, so if you go there and it's not for you, like find another spot, right? Totally. Well, that instructor was making it about themselves, right? So like that message was they're projecting that they, they took that personally. They took you leaving that class personally, right? whether, whether they admit that or not, or aware of that, most likely that is the thing, right? Because it, because air quotes, their style of fitness wasn't sufficient. Right. And, um, that's taking, that's applying the David Goggins approach or this like, you know, nobody cares work harder approach to something that isn't applicable, right? Where like nobody cares work harder is is only what you make it, right? Everything is subjective. Yeah, and sure, that might work for some people. Some people are motivated by that, and that's that's fine. But I think that's the whole point of today's conversation is find what works for you, and totally. and go with that. Yeah, we have uh, one more thing that we ask our guests, and that is, do you have a mantra? Or does your gym have one? Do I have a mantra? That we Man, can share. well, yeah. I mean, so the the theme of the gym, or like you'll see with Kingfield, it says no crowns, just courage. That whole idea came from this idea that, or the that came from this notion that nobody's more important than anybody else. And so, like, what I mean is, if I have people who are going to compete at the CrossFit Games, or I have somebody who it's day one, I value them and see them their worth exactly the same. Um, we also protect that because it's like, hey, you came here for a place which is um, is facilitating what it is that you need in order to, to better yourself. For my mantra for myself, man, 
that's like a, that's a deeper question. I think for me, I just like, I, I think that currently in my life, I look, I acknowledge that fulfillment isn't a place. So I'm not working towards a specific destination or a specific thing. I just look for the acknowledgement that like what I'm doing, I'm on the right path. Uh, and children and the substance of your marriage is probably a really good metric for that. So, and yes. I'm not, the, I'm not the judge if that is going well, uh, but I perceive that we're doing all right. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, do we, I don't know if like you have a social media presence, like for people to follow you or is there, would you want to share that or your gym if people yeah, are in yeah. Minneapolis and they want to check uh, you out? Our gym is CrossFit Kingfield. Um, so just at CrossFit Kingfield and then, um, my personal Instagram, which is going to be mainly, um, pictures of my family and, uh, all the things we do outside is at DS Jaeger seven, the number seven. Some people will find me, um, at shift adapt where I write all the programming, teach some breathing. Uh, but that's more of a collaborative effort, um, with Brian McKenzie and Emily Hightower. So those are probably the three easiest ways to find me. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the, the time that you gave us today, all of your wisdom, and I think it was a great conversation, really. I appreciate it, and I enjoyed it, so thank you guys. Thanks for listening to the Busy People Podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.